0: Hello and welcome back. It's True Confessions Property Management. I'm your host, Rebecca Jenkins, and today, as always, we are hearing 100% real life stories from property management professionals. If you're a first responder ER doc or you work on the Hill in DC, I know you have OMG stories. But what most people are completely unaware of is that property managers do too. In an industry where fire, flutter, blood is just a normal saying, we have to act professional in the most unprofessional moments. Today we're talking to Matthew. Remember, all names have been altered, communities and companies excluded, and the only thing you're gonna hear is the juicy details of his story. Enjoy!
1: Um, okay, yeah, so the first one was actually, uh, it was my first week as a, as a property manager, and um, I, was, I was at a mid-rise community, and, and we have uh, individual garages, and that, that becomes important later. And I was sitting there and a resident came to the office and said, you know, there's a, there's a strange noise coming from, um, I think it's coming from the elevator, but I'm not sure. It sounds like a baby crying. And so I thought, okay, well, I'll, I'll check it out. I went over to the building he described. And I didn't hear anything, came back to the office, kind of moved on about the day. Uh, the next day I had another resident saying the same thing, different resident, same, describing the same thing. Sounds like a baby crying or screaming. Worried that you know maybe someone's trapped or stuck somewhere, and, and so um, I go there and check it out again, still nothing. Uh, two more residents came in that same day, seeing the same exact thing. There's these noises, and the one resident said that they've been hearing these noises for months, and so now I'm like, okay, I really got to figure it out. So I made it a point to every time I was passing that building, go in there and, and listen for it. I finally heard the same thing, and sure enough, just like everyone described, it sounded like a baby crying or screaming, and so I'm, I'm starting to freak out, like, what is going on, and I'm yelling, hey, can anyone hear me, is, does someone need help, are you okay, nothing, no response, I finally am able to pinpoint the sound to a series of three doors, one was an elevator control room door, one was a storage room, and one was a garage. Uh, I go to the office, I get the keys, um, it's all three doors, Nothing in the storage room. Nothing in the elevator room. Open the garage, and in the garage, to, to my surprise, there is a um, a fully built out stable thing with a baby goat <laughs> in, inside inside this fenced area. And so I'm just I'm so confused at this point. I'm like, what is going on here? And it was a really I was surprised too. It was a really well built uh, facility. I mean, they did a lot of work building this fence. So I went back to the office trying to find out, you know, who, who that belonged to. Um, of course it was a brand new acquisition. And so we didn't have records of of who would rent that garage. And I don't know if the previous ownership just didn't keep great records, but so we'd put a notice on the door and and the resident, um, the resident came in and what's the problem. And I said, well, you you can't, you can't have a goat (laughs) in, in the garage. Um, and and so he kind of had said, well, the, the whole reason I moved in here is the previous ownership. That, that was the agreement we made that I could keep my goat in a garage. And so anyway, uh, we ended up having to release him because he did have it in writing for the previous management. Oh, that the my The goat goodness. was okay. It, <laughs> was this <Yeah>. garage, like, <laughs> climate kind of
0: controlled? A...
1: No, uh, I mean, it wasn't an, an interior hallway building, so the garages always stayed pretty comfortable, but there wasn't any you know, he I think he put a space heater in there, but it wasn't you know, it wasn't a, like a climate control garage. At the so you just
0: open this garage and there is a goat staring back at you in an apartment uh-huh. garage,
1: yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> What's worse is that he had it in and right? you know, it was my f- from the previous company,
1: right? Right? Well, I thought for sure, I was like, I, I'm gonna have to evict this guy or, or something because he's not going to leave without his goat or, or he he's not gonna you know make his goat go somewhere else and and so when he showed me that i was like of course you know the, the one <laughs> this is the one thing that someone actually has in writing and, and it's a, he's allowed to have his goat um so it's kind of kind of crazy but yeah and, and the thing it was my first week with that property and with that company and I didn't know. <laughs> You're like, maybe this I is just normal how, for that. Handle... Maybe
0: people just keep
1: goats. I'm going to try. <laughs> I tried looking in the op- ops manual. There was nothing about, um, you know, farm animals in the ops manual. So I kind of just <laughs> went oh with my, my gut on that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the other, one of the other stories I have is, um, a little, a little more serious. It's kind of a, a crazy scenario that happened, uh, a resident had just moved in, and he was having um, he was having assistance from from someone who was helping him move, and um, all of a sudden, there are I'd say at least fifty police officers, SWAT cars, all sorts of activity going on, and I'm just like, what what's going on? So I, I go out there and I um, try to speak to whoever you know. I ended up talking to the captain of the police, and he told me that. There was a suspected murderer in this apartment, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, this, this guy just moved in. You know, he signed the lease two days ago. This is crazy. Uh, turns out the person who was helping him move had just allegedly um, shot someone uh, in a bar the night before down the street. And so they had been looking for this person and kind of tracking this person and following this person, and once that they, I guess they they had surveillance set up, and once that person had gone into this resident's apartment, that's kind of when they established the perimeter and and uh, and, and set up this this barrier to to apprehend this uh, you know this alleged criminal. And so that was that was a bit wild. And course there was a ton of questions from the residents what was going on what happened and, and so that was kind oh my of a,
0: goodness. a scary did the resident uh,
1: yeah
0: <laughs> okay so did the resident that was just moving in did they hire this guy as you know a mover or was it someone that they knew like was it a friend
1: um you know what i i, I couldn't tell you exactly but in talking to the resident his his version is that he didn't know the person it wasn't necessarily a friend it was an acquaintance of a friend he had mentioned he needed some help moving and his friend said oh i've got a you know someone i know who who could use the extra money they've got a pickup truck and so more of an under the table just oh hey this is this is someone i know that could use a few bucks here's someone i know that needs help moving and i that's how it kind of came together at least that's that's, what i understand or what i was told What a so.
0: psycho that you could shoot someone one night in a bar and then wake up the next morning and be like oh i gotta go to my side hustle and move people." <laughs> that seems logical yeah right
1: <laughs> that's crazy oh yeah. my
0: gosh okay yes and swat team on yeah. your property uh, everywhere
1: never a good thing
0: everywhere <laughs> making a mess mm-hmm. blocking all your entrances yeah yeah you didn't get a lease that yeah. day that's for sure
1: no, the, and they brought out the big guns too. I mean, they had assault rifles and shotguns and they were, it was, uh, it was scary. I mean, it, it was a scary scene. If you, I, it wasn't as scary for me cause I knew what was happening, but I can imagine for someone who was just like, what is going on here? It looked, it looked bad.
0: Yeah, I bet. So, and in this day and age too, with, you know, all the shootings, you just, you don't know what to expect. And yeah, there is that fear.
1: True. Right.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow, good story.
1: Yeah. Um, So this one is kind of an unusual one. Um, And I think more unusual than what actually happened is the reaction of the resident uh, is what really shocked me. Um, I was, uh, I I lived on on site of the property and I was was sleeping and I'm I'm awoken to this screaming noise. And the apartment that I lived at was right on in the courtyard. So uh, there was maybe 50 or 60 apartments facing this courtyard and I was on the ground floor and I hear the screaming noise and I look out the window and there's a, a woman and nothing but a t-shirt it is what it appeared to be long t-shirt. And she's running around the courtyard, yelling and screaming. And so I call the police and I said, and I go let them know, Hey, you know, I'm the property manager at this property. And, and there's uh, someone, um, just screaming and running around the courtyard. Um, here's my address. You know, can you come check it out? Um, police knock on my door because when they, by the time they arrived, uh, she wasn't in the courtyard anymore. And I kind of explained what happened. And as I'm talking to them, she runs down the hallway behind them, uh, (laughs) just tries to run past them. They end up grabbing her, calming her down, um, talking to her, trying to figure out what's going on. I end up going, going to sleep. Um, and you know, letting them know, here's my information. If you need anything from me, let me know. Um, you know, tell, let I me mean, whatever. I, I don't know what's going on. Uh, wake up the next morning, go into work, um, expecting to hear something throughout the day. And, and this is kind of when it all comes together. Uh, this resident comes down to the office and he says to me, uh, Matthew, I um, just wanted to let you know, last night I, I picked up a, a prostitute from McDonald's <laughs> and I brought her home. <laughs> and now she's uh, stolen my car and my wallet. <laughs> and, what? So, and yeah, <laughs> and so I, in my head, I'm like, okay, this must be, this must be this crazy girl, because he lived in the same building I lived in too, and so I said, this must be this crazy girl that was running around, and sure enough, it was. And, and so I asked him, I said, well, did you call the police? And he said, well, actually, they they came last night anyway, but even after they came, she ended up getting back into his apartment and uh, at his, with his permission and and staying with him that night and then after they'd left that's when she stole his wallet <laughs> stole his car <laughs> and he, I just couldn't believe that he was just so nonchalant and ipso facto just yeah she um yeah picked her up at McDonald's and she stole my car and I was just like I'd be freaking out right now um did the police so, know yeah, she obviously
0: just... they didn't know she was a prostitute or they would have arrested her <laughs>
1: I'm a, yeah. I'm a, I have to assume they didn't know when they came the first time, Um, but he called them again that morning. That he told me what was going on, and and the main reason to come down to the office, he just wanted to, you know, make sure that he wasn't going to get evicted and, and that we could change his locks for him. And and I'm just like, oh, I don't really know, because <laughs> <laughs> he just admitted to several crimes, so I don't really, I don't, I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes, kind of thing. But. So
0: when she yeah, was running around crazy was it like she was on drugs mm-hmm. or what i mean
1: oh yeah yeah that's that's the that's the first thing either i thought she was on drugs or i just thought she was you know maybe a homeless person in the area who who had gotten into that courtyard um you know maybe has some mental problems i, I wasn't really sure but yeah uh, i i my first thought was this was drugs
0: okay so resident a picks up a prostitute at mcdonald's who knew that prostitutes hang out at mcdonald's and takes takes her home they commence and doing drugs violation and you know just they're racking up at this point she goes crazy runs around your whole building you call the cops the cops come let her go and probably Mm -hmm. say like she must go inside so the resident lets her back inside and she yep. proceeds to rob him, take his keys, and rob his car, and That's then right, he's yeah. totally normal about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and one of the funny things, the the staff in my office, they're trying their hardest not to laugh <laughs> as he's, because he's he didn't say, hey, let's go into your office. We're in we're at the front desk, kind of this open space, and he's just pouring it to me, and um, I knew that. You know, some of my team members were trying their hardest not to laugh, so I was trying to be somewhat humorous. But when he told me the thing about McDonald's, I said, "I hear they've got better women at um, Chick-fil-A, so maybe next time there." <laughs> and <laughs> and so um I, I, the one one of the gentlemen that worked for me in particular started laughing. He had to, he had to leave the room. It was, and then afterwards he was just like, "That dude, that's is this really happening right now?" Yeah, this this happened. So oh my! Uh, by that time, I I had I had been in management for a few years so i was a bit more uh, uh i don't know uh, you know i guess dull to the, these crazy things that you would never imagine but now it's just like this is another day this is this is kind of stuff that just happens it
0: just happens and we just have to roll with that <laughs> like yep. Bantro just we've gotta <laughs> right. act professional right. in the most unprofessional moments
1: <laughs> right. oh man right. do you have
0: any um good or yeah. sweet stories to take us out on
1: yeah. So the, the last one I wanted to share with you, um, this one kind of starts out a, a little bit tragic and sad, but the, you know, just the way that we worked with the residents and, and how we kind of collaborate to come to agreements and um, the appreciation that we get when we're able to make things work um, was really, was um, really just touching. And so this is uh, probably, you know, one of my favorite stories from, from just my own experience and um, uh But again, like I said, it's a bit sad. And sometimes if I get a little choked up saying it, I apologize. (laughs) But this is definitely a bit close to to me. Um, So I had a a gentleman come to the property. who uh, And we were were, were at a property really close to a a large medical facility. And um, so he came to the property specifically because his son had had some medical condition and medical concerns and he was hospitalized. And, and they, were, they were doing all sorts of different treatments. Um, and you know it was, a, it was a possibility that he wasn't gonna make it. And the treatments were very invasive and, and they were very risky. And so uh, he had a very specific need. He needed a place on the, on the ground floor. He needed to have ADA accessibility. Um, and we didn't have anything available. At the time for him, so what we ended up doing was finding a, a ground floor apartment and and made some modifications to make it accessible. Uh, he wasn't. Um, uh, we also provided some assistance in in the form of um, we got approval from our legal team to provide some rent reduction and things like that to help him um, comfortably make that situation work. Initially, he his intention was to be there two or three years as as his son went through the treatment and and then was an outpatient. Um, the, the hospital kind of said, you know, if this works well, you can expect that you're, you're going to need to be near this area you know, for two to three years. And so that was kind of that, that plan. Um, and we were right across the street, so it worked out really well. So first uh, off the bat, he was super appreciative of our willingness to make accommodations, to make it work, get him in this apartment. And, um, and so it's just a very nice gentleman about a month and a half into it, uh, he came to the office and he, you know, he was visibly upset. And he said, um, his son was older, by the way, his son was maybe in his late twenties, early thirties. And he said, my son has made the decision today that he, he doesn't want to do this anymore. And, and he wants us to, you know, to let him go. And so, um, that was the decision that was made. And he said, uh, so we anticipate he's gonna pass in, in a couple days, and maybe, and we'll see. Um, you know, on all we'll, he'll he said I'll update you um, as, as soon as I have more information. So a couple days later, he comes back in, and and he says, um, you know, my son passed today, and uh, so things changed, and uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll do whatever I need to do. I, I got to break the lease. I'm gonna be moving out at the end of uh, at the end of. The month, um, we're gonna you know have a ceremony for him here, and we're gonna take him back home to bury him. So um, I get on the phone and contact my legal team and find out, you know, this guy's gone through enough. What what can we do? Because uh, the last thing I want to do is just say, you know, really sorry for the passing of your son. You owe us uh, a sixty days' notice and two month early termination penalty. That's gonna be you know nine thousand dollars. <laughs> And yeah. um, so we were able to um, release him without penalty uh, with a 15 day notice that he had already provided and uh, make that accommodation and that exception. Um, and he was so thankful and uh, that he ended up coming back the, the next day and saying, "You know what, thank you so much. it's it's truly appreciated, you know, I would have done whatever, I'd have paid whatever fees. Um, thank you for everything, for getting us in here, for um, working with uh, your, your team to get us released. And so I want you to have this. And, and he handed me a sword. And, and at, at first, I, I didn't, I was like, oh, I, a sword? Okay, that's unusual. But um, he had said that this sword was his son's, uh, his son was an avid sword collector. And this particular sword was, was the was his most Prized possession of all of his swords, and uh, um, I want you to have it. And I know my son would want you to have it. And so that was uh, was really cool.
0: That is very, very sweet, very unusual gift. But the meaning (laughs) behind it, and the sentiment, and what that family had gone through, and how much you were able to step in and be that light in the darkness, and really help them get through that difficult time in their life. I mean. It's rare that, you know, most professions don't have that same opportunity of people who work in just offices, you know, just right, office right. workers to impact someone's life that much that in that grief that they really just see that hope and, and the goodness in others and that you're able to help them through that. That's very special.
1: Well, yeah, I still have that sword today. It's, it's, it's on display in my house. And so I think of it every time I pass it. So it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, we make a difference to our residents, and that's a great story. Thank you so much for sharing all your stories. I loved them all. They were funny and tear-jerking and um, outrageous. They were amazing. <laughs> You've been a wonderful guest. Thanks for um, joining us.
1: Thank you so much for having me, and, and I hope that um, whoever's listening does enjoy the stories. And and um, you know, they're... the cool thing about property management is you just never know you never know what, what's going to happen. And, and, and sometimes you have to be the bad guy, but sometimes you, you really get to do something that is really important to others. So it's great.
0: Do you have your own outlandish property management stories? If so, I'd love to hear them. Go to my website, multifamilytrainer.com click on podcast and fill out the form. I'll reach out and hopefully get you scheduled to be a featured guest. All right, that does it for episode number 13 of True Confessions Property Management. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe or leave a review. And more than anything, just tell a friend. Till next time, I'm Rebecca Jenkins, the multifamily trainer, signing off. Have a great week.